Hello, welcome to the first episode of the podcast. I am Amin, I'm the host of this podcast, and this is the first episode ever. So I'm so excited to start this journey with you. We are going to learn so much and grow together, and most importantly, it's going to be so fun. As of now, June 2020, our world is dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Most of us spend our days at home with a considerable amount of free time. For those of us who are more motivated, we thought to pick up new hobbies or to get back to some old ones. Some of us are also not sure what to do or do not find the drive within us. Well, today we're going to talk about how to find and establish some hobbies and most importantly, have the right expectations of ourselves. But what happens when expectations are not reasonable or realistic? We all get disappointed with ourselves. We feel stressed and our expectations turn out to an anchor, pulling us down. This is the moment when they famously say, you are your worst enemy. Why? The good old perfectionism nature we all have. We as humans are all perfectionists in ways and we all want to be better. This strive for growth should be appreciated. I want you to take a moment and thank yourself for wanting to be better every day. Well, this week I have three of my amazing friends and we're going to have a conversation about expectations. And I let them take over and introduce themselves. Sure, I'm Jason Lin and I am a student studying chemical engineering at the University of Michigan. And I met Omid during orientation, first or the second day, and we bonded really well together and were very excited to become MRAD's uh, classmates together. I am Sam. I am also a rising sophomore at Michigan, and I'm studying computer science. Um, and I met Omid first semester at like breakfast one day. I don't really know, but yeah. Hey, uh, I'm Samay, and I am also a rising sophomore at the University of Michigan studying computer science. And I met Omid freshman year. Um, we were we're on the same in the same dorm on the same floor, so we got to know each other and become good friends. And we'll be together next year as well in the same dorm. So looking forward to to all the memories we make. Um, but yeah, excited for this podcast and to share about expectations and um, hopefully learn something from everyone on here and share my thoughts with everybody. That's going to be awesome. Also, as we are going to be mentors next year for freshmen, it's good for us to be more open-minded, be more, less self-centered, and listen to other people's stories. Um, it's a really good quality to have in life. So I kind of just wanted to share a story about really my experiences with expectations when I was growing up. My main source of academic expectations were from my parents. And I I think their expectations were not unrealistic, but too striven for grades. And a lot of their focus was on maintaining a good GPA. And I found that I started to lose motivation when other people forced me to do something that Maybe I would prefer to do it, but once they start forcing me, then I in turn lose the will to um, put 
my best effort into something. And so mm-hmm. I think since, especially in high school, it was a lot about like maintaining good grades so I could get into college, good colleges and all that. And I really did not want to put pressure on myself. So I really focused on getting good grades, but that was it. And I didn't really like try to learn as much as I can. And I found like other outlets where I could really put my time towards. And I think I really founded a way of living where it was, I was really focused on having hobbies and having fun instead of like reaching for something that is so materialistic, a goal that is quite superficial, I would say. My perspective about learning really changed when I joined the swim team my freshman year. My parents actually forced me to um, swim. And I remember like crying and being like sorry for myself because I did not want to, you know, try out a new sport. And I really did. I mean, I knew how to swim, like maybe like 10 meters, but like um, joining the swim team was like not quite the same. And so I think them pushing me um, at that initial push was, I think, very good to get me out of my comfort zone. But the fact that they really like didn't afterwards and they just let me to find where I'm comfortable and where I would like to push myself was really good because every decision that I made after I joined was my own and then giving me the freedom to really explore what it means to be dedicated to something was very valuable. And I think it was an extremely important experience for me to really get to know myself better, how I worked, and as well as how I get motivated. And so I did have high expectations of myself, but it was because no one had high expectations of me. And I think I often do that if I put in a lot of work and I don't do it for other people. I just, I want to see the progress myself, right? And so if I do see progress being made, I place expectations after expectations. And if I don't reach them, um, I do feel, you know, a little defeated. But the point that I learned was just to show up every day. If you show up every day and you're dedicated enough, you can really do anything. And when you don't want to, that is exactly when you need to show up. And when you defeated because you didn't reach a goal, that means you probably should look for, um, you should probably look into yourself to see why you're doing the thing you're doing, right? If it's just to reach that goal, right? Then by the time you do eventually reach that goal, you will not feel satisfied. And you need to really ask yourself, why am I doing this maybe hobby, right? Why am I studying this Mm -hmm. um, topic? And if it's just to like say that you did something, right? If it's just to say that, oh, I eventually reached this milestone, then I don't think it's worth it to do it at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Um, Getting back to Jason's story, I think it's really interesting that you had some external pressure on yourself and that didn't really work for you. But over time, you learn how to put high expectations on yourself over progress, not before progress, which I think is the fault that a lot of people make. But interesting for me is like 
how did you see the role of your coach and mentors in swimming and seeing your progress and also knowing how to and when to have expectations of yourself? Yeah, uh, so I think there were a lot of people who made the whole experience really awesome. And initially, there was a coach who pushed me to continue. So I joined preseason of swim, but this coach convinced me to join the actual season. And he really believed in me in a way that, you know, I didn't believe in myself, right? And it was, he knew, I think he knew what I could become. And so um, it's really encouraging when someone, you know, in a authoritative position like reminds you of your worth, maybe appreciates you in a way. And I think like that supportive mentorship really allowed me to um, have more confidence in my abilities. The coaches I had sophomore and junior year were amazing as well. They were really, really supportive of me. And they, you know, because I was like there most of the time they I really got to know them really well and they you know like they call me beast mode because (laughs) and they just like they just made the whole experience fun and um really encouraging and I wanted to you know make them proud right and so a part of it was like it wasn't just about me right it wasn't just a selfish thing but yeah at the same time, I knew even if I didn't meet my goals, they wouldn't be not proud of me, right? They wouldn't just be like, oh, uh, you didn't reach your goal, oh, well, right? Yeah. Or like, you're a bad swimmer or something. But they really made the whole experience fun. And I think a lot of people need to realize that what they're doing, right, is just a little, a little piece of their life. And if you don't have fun at the end of the day, then you really have just another task that needs to be accomplished yeah and so they were really valuable mentors in my life and i still contact them and ask ask them how they're doing because you know i think the lessons i've learned with them can be applicable to anything in anything in life and like to know that i'll always have them as mentors even after right even after high school yeah. It's really nice to just to be able to have the supportive uh, non-parental role in your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be like parents are understandable, right? They're, they're always there for you. There are also other people in life who are there for you. And it's just encouraging to know that, that they'll always support you no matter what you do. Yeah, it's really comforting, I guess. Yeah. I was actually... Um reading about this thing called the Pygmalion effect uh, while reading your story the other day. And basically it is when other people have high expectations of you and it makes you to have high expectations of yourself. Um, they did a study back in the nineties in a California school, middle school. And mm. they told the teacher that 25% of your class has a really high IQ. So, and they say like, these people are really smart smarter than the other kids. So the teacher had high expectations of those students. In fact, those students were like just average students. They were not like hiring in any levels. But at the end of the year, those students 
had higher marks in their tests than other people because this teacher thought they're better. Mm -hmm. So they treat them that they are going to achieve better things, uh, which is an interesting thing, I think, to like about how external high expectations can help us in some ways. Uh, I think help you with your mentors. I also have can some downsides. I mean, like what you guys think of like some downsides and like maybe like if your parents, it has for you. Yeah, I think with external pressures, um, if a person right is believes that they are already pretty qualified, they'll continue to take steps to keep that status or yeah. um, even push themselves further. But if you were told that um, you're actually below average, it's hard for someone, I, I think, in that position to have the you know, tenacity to actually push above expectations. Mm -hmm. Because if you're told you're not enough, you, I think most people would just like fall back and say, okay, maybe not. Then what's the point of trying, right? Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's also important to like figure out the right balance of positive reinforcement in these types of situations because too much um, sort of encouragement or um, praise that, that may not be true can might lead to like overconfidence and allow someone to like like give them the the path to fail when that was not the intention. So it's just important to I, I think like keep that in mind. And I think like personally we all fall into these traps where we do feel overconfident um, just because of these external factors. Um, so it's just um, important to keep that in mind and something that I've constantly reminded myself throughout um, throughout like my my life especially like towards like the last couple of months, just making sure that I am putting out there the best version of myself and not sort of uh, taking praise or a lot of like positive remarks and not letting it get to my head because that's when you, which eventually leads to your downfall. Interesting. So like, how do you think like without praise, you drove yourself to be your best every day? The best, the best you can be that day, I guess, is a better way to say. I think it's um, it's important. Praise and positive reinforcement is very important. I don't think I think it's very hard to be your best self without that, um, because it's I think it's an accelerator. But I am a strong believer in, at looking yourself at the third person every night and like analyzing your actions and saying, "Hey, um, what did I do wrong here? How can I be better?" And then improving upon that the next day. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on on that in general? Well, I think it, it is good to be a coach for yourself. Uh, in fact, the other Sunday, I went for a bike ride after a while. I haven't like ridden a bike in a while. I think we like three years or something. So, but I thought that I have the ability to go uphill for four miles. There is this really nice um, bike trail in North Vancouver that you there's a, like a park at the end so there's up four miles up uphill and there's like four miles downhill and all these really like athlete bikers and cyclists do it and i was like yeah i can do it too so i i started doing it and after two miles i'm so dehydrated that i'm almost blacking out like i'm really like i hit the wall i didn't have enough carbs in the morning so but i was like really miserable but um this nice canadian of course he he would like his name was Peter. <laughs> he helped me to go the next two miles. Like 
he he stopped for me and it's really hard to stop cycling on a hot hill because you need more energy to start cycling back up but he stopped and cycled with me to the uphill um and letting me know that like he's going to help me to get there and i didn't get off my bike and just walk up the hill i i backed up the hill well, i was really tired he also gave me some water and some protein bars <laughs> that also helped besides his encouragement words but i feel like it's important to let other people sometimes take control of your matters and i when i was coming back i was like peter was a great coach for me but he's not going to be there every time so it's important for me to have a mental coach for myself like the point that sme is making i think like if you can have a person you look up to in your mind it might be even a better version of yourself and use that person as a coach we like this person is telling me right now like how did i do in my day um like i feel like for jason like probably like your sim mentor like someone you look up to everyone has someone we we look up to every day and i feel like if you use that person as a coach like that can be really nice for us to evaluate how we are doing our lives our expectations yeah for sure also load up on carbs before working out <laughs> yeah we're going ketone diet yeah no <laughs> at least for me i think that my my story is not so much a story it's more of like a reflection of like kind of who i am and one of the ways that i've like had really unrealistic expectations of myself um and how it's like hindered my personal progress um and so like all throughout high school one of the biggest struggles i had was like having confidence in myself and my thoughts and like specifically in class it was really hard for me to share sometimes um like even you can probably tell in this podcast like i haven't said a lot (laughs) (laughs) like yeah I it's still like a struggle for me but I guess going back to where it started um I think for a really long time I kind of like despised literature classes um because I was really scared of like having opinions and thoughts and like having them be different from what everybody else was thinking because I kind of perceived like having a different thought as like being wrong about something and you know like literature is so subjective that that's not really like a thing but I kind of took it as that way I was like well if I have like a different way of interpreting this passage or you know whatever it might be yeah. um, I'm wrong and so a lot of times I would just kind of like sit in my groups and just listen to like what everyone else was saying and I like got like to a point where I would just like every class I would just kind of sit there and like listen and there would be times when I want to like interject with my thoughts but it became to this point where I was like so worried that oh like if I share something and somebody disagrees with me then what are they going to think about me like I'm going to come off as like not smart or like not knowing what's going on or like all these like external things and that was like something that I had like this expectation of myself to like always have the right answer to everything and I think that like that carried over to a lot of other parts of my life um so like even playing sports it wasn't until like my senior year basically that I finally began to like find a voice in myself on the field like until then I would just run around and like play and all that kind of stuff but I I wouldn't really speak that much and I think it was also just because like 
I would be scared that, oh, what I have to say is like wrong or it's not as valuable as people who have more experience or those kind of things. And so I think that something that really helped me at least start to overcome it because like obviously it's still something I'm working on now. Um, But I had a coach during my junior year uh, for my club field hockey team and she had coached me like two years at that point and so she knew me pretty well um and she knew like I was a pretty quiet person and she was really big on like reflections and so one practice instead of like practicing she just told us to all bring like our journals and we're gonna do like a reflection on like the season that far and so she like did this whole like two-hour thing where we're just like writing answers to stuff and like reflecting on like how we felt as like a part of the team or like how we felt we were important or contributing or what we wanted to give. And at the end of it, she had us write like, who is somebody that you look up to on the team? And so like, I did that. I honestly have no clue who I even wrote at this point, but um, like two weeks later we had a tournament, which like at the time was pretty big for me because I was looking to get recruited for college. And so she pulled me over before the first game and she was like, hey, like, you know, I know you're not like the loudest person on this team. And like we had talked about it before. And she was always saying like, you know, like I I think you are like one of the best people on this team. And like, even though you might not stand out in the way of being like vocal, I think that you can still lead this team by just like being a good example to like younger players and all that stuff. Um, And so before like our first game of that tournament, she was like, yeah, when we did those reflections a few weeks ago, almost everybody wrote your name down as who they looked up to. And I think that's when it kind of like clicked that like, I don't need to be the loudest person and I don't need to be like, always filling space with my thoughts and my ideas and like what I have to say, because like being a leader in a different way can be just as valuable. And like, like seeing that from like other people my age and knowing that like, they could also see me in that way, even if I wasn't this like flashy player or all this kind of stuff. Um, really started to like change my mindset on that. But yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting to like let people sometimes get into your life and sway the things, maybe take control of things that sometimes you don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like some people see it as weakness that reach out to somebody and be like, hey, I have these expectations on myself, but I'm not going to reach them. So I was talking to my cousin the other day. Uh, he's like 35, 36. He's pretty old and wise. So he was, he's a software engineer in Vancouver. And he doesn't really care about money, which is really interesting for me as a really young person. So I was t- telling him that like, yeah, I really like to like work for Spotify next year because like I noticed that how much I enjoy audio engineering, like podcasts, like right now. So it would be really cool if I can enter for Spotify. And he was like, yeah, that's a bad goal. I was like, wow, why? He was like, because you're thinking that you need to be in a shape that Spotify accepts you. But he was like, you need to start building skills that Spotify wants you. Not that you're trying to be in shape of Spotify. You're trying to have things that Spotify appreciates, not the things that they want. And that really like changed my mind and like how, how to sometimes just let other people come in and lead by example on how they're doing things. So like he had a bunch of interviews from Amazon 
but he didn't simply accept them because he didn't believe in the company's policy and how they treat their warehouse workers. And that was like really inspiring for me. So I think leading by example is really good. Sometimes just looking up to other people in your field and seeing how they set up their expectations. Like when Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook, he didn't really care how good it looks, how's the functionality. He just used PHP to host, like put up a website for college students. And look now where he is. He didn't put so much expectations on himself. He just started somewhere. Facebook is a great example because I know like Mark Zuckerberg has done some stuff that, you know, morally I would say is quite, you know, Shady. Like, yeah, shady. Yeah. Incorrect in my my opinion. But I think I you bring up a very good point about how I think we value different things at different periods of our life. And yet when we're young, we value, you know, maybe excitement or anything. And when we're in our twenties, we value money, of course. Yeah. A house, you know, a car. And when we're or in their 30s, maybe, you know, family, kids or something. 40, maybe our maybe our appearances again, maybe our teeth. When we're old, probably just like having, you know, a great great people you can surround yourself with. Living your days to the fullest. Yeah. So I think, you know, we will we're gonna have different expectations of ourselves every stage. And that's that's bound to happen but we can definitely like try to make all the expectations positive for sure in a constructive way. Yeah. I think one way to do that um, and to make sure that we have positive expectations is to continue doing things that we love to do. Um, and I think like part of this is like something that I realized coming into school, um, thinking college would be easy with academics and things like that. And suddenly realizing how um, how hard some classes were, and how much effort that had to be put into like these classes to do well in them, and I think that was a big wake up call. And it it made me realize like like I thought I could do so well because I was doing so well in high school, and then when I come to college, um, I just said whoa like the, like I've never been used to like getting B's and C's on tests, and it was, suddenly it was happening, and it was. Um, really once again a big wake up call and it made me realize like uh what what am I actually getting out of these classes and like why am I underperforming in them? And part of it was just a lack of interest and a lack of um I don't know, I don't think I was as interested in physics or in calculus three as I was in some other classes or some other um other extracurricular activities that I took up. And I think it really comes down to recognizing what you feel is important to you um, and what aligns with your goals. Because something like an exercise that I like to have is just like, just continue dreaming, right? Look at where you want to be in two, three, four, five years and set actionable goals on how you're going to get there. And I, I realized that, okay, me getting a B in this class is not going to take away from, from my goal. And I shouldn't stress or care about it because um, if you do things that you love, they're not going to feel like work. It's not going to feel like class. It's going to feel like something that like you really enjoy and you're naturally going to be motivated by it. So that's why I've made it a point. Um, like one action will go from that experience was I want to take a non-major related class every semester. So mm-hmm. first semester I took cognitive science. 
um, second semester I took economics. Next semester, I'm going to take an English class so I can become a better writer. And I just want to um, work, work on myself a bit because at the end of the day, um, college just puts everybody on these tracks. And um, you know, not a lot of students know that it just these are the only four years that they're going to get to like customize their learning and learn whatever they want. And it's only the four years, these four years, it's going to be the four years that you are free. You're not going to have any responsibility, no builds, nothing. And if you make the most out of it, like what you learn over these like four years would pay off exponentially in the future. And I'm just trying to make the most of that and recognize that I'm not going to have another chance to, to learn whatever I want. And um, these small, like trivial sort of um, performances don't matter in the long run. And it's all about maximizing what counts. And that's something that, that I've learned and I'm um, looking forward to keeping on um, living up and following as a philosophy of life. Yeah. Um, so I just want to touch back on the point that you made with that Samay made about really thinking about and reflecting on yourself mm-hmm. and really making the most of your education in college. And I think college is when I started to realize like learning could be so much more enjoyable than high school was. And I think, I think I need to utilize that much more and go to more office hours and talk to like professors and um, other students who are interested in the same thing, because I found that I usually like just study by myself, but if I were to like really be involved and really learn from all different aspects. I need to like start talking to professors, first of all, um, really get involved with faculty members and learning from them first, um, because I think their interest will also inspire my interest. And if I talk to other students and complain about the same classes, we both complain to each other, then that's only going to be a negative cycle. And it's just going to be a bad outcome for you know all of us so yeah definitely going to change up some stuff in the future semesters to to really utilize that education that degree we're buying i think right now i'm really focused on like vocational right like professional development all that but at the same time i don't want to you know become a job right i don't want my identity to be this job or this company i'm working at and so i think I want to continue a lot of things, um, a lot of hobbies as well. And I think in two years, I'll be a junior, right? Um, wait, or rising senior, rising senior. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, and so I hope that I've made a lot of friends at college. And I hope, you know, I can just, like, call up people, like, what whenever I'm on North Campus and be like, oh, let's let's, like sit down and chat while like between classes and stuff um and really like have you know like go talk with a bunch of people every day you know maybe stock by new buildings the new robotics buildings for example and just like like meet friends there and stuff and then talk about like cool stuff they're working on and i think like having those relations i would say like those relationships would be very important for both for like mental health, for, you know, 
just to have a support network and system. And yeah, I, I, I would like to have, you know, like group of friends that I can like go to and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely um, agree with that. I think people are like getting to know people and learning from them is like the greatest form of knowledge you can get um, that surpasses anything from like a book because those are from like people's actual experiences and they'll be willing to help you um, because just in, in general, people are willing to help other people. It, it not only, um, it just like helps them um, feel like much better about themselves. So I know that's like why, one reason why I also love to help people just because it feels good. Um, so, so that's one thing. And another thing after like the next two years I want to remember is um, I keep on forgetting this, but I want, want to come back to it. It's something I heard on another podcast by Naval Ravikant and it was um, trying to live your life as if you were the main character in, a, in your own movie. So if you were your own main character in a movie, um, like perhaps if I'm on a train and sitting next to someone, I wouldn't be staring down at my phone. I would be talking to the person next to me. So I want to like develop the confidence to like, you know, just, just talk to random people and learn from them. Right. Um, and like, you know, wish them good morning. Um, and, and just like start a conversation. Like, and there's only, there's so much you can learn from even just a stranger. Um, they all have their own stories and it's, it's just so, so essential to have that skill. And, you, you'll never know um, like where it'll get you in the future. So, so that's just one, one point I wanted to make and something that I like to remember every year now, like whenever I have a question and I, I see someone doing something, I don't know they're a complete stranger in public. Um, sometimes like more recently I've been like, I, I just go up to them and like ask them about it. And I think those are like the real moments where, where you learn a lot and um, hear about something new and perhaps um, it can like increase your knowledge and, and help you get somewhere in the future. So just want to like keep on reminding myself of, of that point. Yes, yeah, so man, I originally had like this thing where we would go talk to someone new every day at like lunch or something or dinner. Um, it didn't really work out, but maybe we'll attempt it again in the future. Yeah, I think we can do it this this year. <laughs> yeah, force ourselves to get out of our comfort zones and stuff. Yes. Well, that's another thing I want to see myself doing, traveling more and stuff. Because I think there are so many places in the world where everything is different. Where you're, if you were, if you grew up there, like you would not be thinking the same way about anything. And I think like always living in one spot, in one country, in one state, that could be really limiting to your view, your perspective, I would say. Yeah, I mean, talking from experience, it definitely gives you the courage to reach out to more people, um, knowing that you come from different cultural backgrounds. But at the same time, talking to people, the be best thing is everyone deep down loves to share their ideas. And I feel like that's the thing that we have grown as humans because we want to accept others into our social boundaries. So the easiest way is show yourself as a mentor which is great in many places and i feel like it's it's really great that we as rising sophomores especially with the covid 19 situation i think we need to have more friends and have more connections and i think it's it's, it's a good expectation that at the same time needs to be realistic and um i think it would 
sometimes to find how realistic it is, you need to start doing it and then you see if it's realistic or not. Like talking to people over lunch is a good measure to see if it's actually realistic. You know, sometimes you need to take the first step to even have expectations. Right. But at the same time, at that point, you know, how much do the opinions of others really matter? And, you know, I think if you're, if your reputation is like what uh, a weird guy, right. Talking to you <laughs> at lunch. Um, I honestly think like the world has so many people that you haven't met yet. Yeah. And the opinions of what 40,000 people or like at Michigan isn't going to matter all that much in the future. If you really want to change. Yeah. But acceptance is like also really key. I feel like Sam touched upon that. Like sometimes we're really conscious if you're accepted uh, by what you say or how we behave. So I think that's that's also how you see yourself in public. Also, like how you how you measure external expectations really affects how you have internal ex- expectations and vice versa, of course. Uh, but I feel like external expectations always comes above internal expectations. So I feel like it's always good. To even when have expectations, have good people on yourself or find good people with their stories to have expectations, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's important to not feel like limited by needing approval from people you're meeting. Like I did that kind of thing at the beginning of the year when I like didn't know anyone in Michigan and I would just try to like sit next to a random person and like talk to them. And like sometimes it was great and like I would make a friend and you know, like have them on social media or whatever and like talk to them a little bit. And sometimes it was like not great. But I think that it's important to realize that like you don't need to be accepted by everyone. Like not everyone needs to like like you or think you are smart or think you have the you know, like it's just cool to like meet people and gain perspectives on the world. And like some people are gonna like you and some people aren't and like it's just important to like be okay with both. And even if someone doesn't like you um the likelihood that they're going to be in your lives is quite tiny yeah yeah and at the end of the day it just matters like the people that you're closest and the people that you like like you back that's how you can measure success in your life um yeah i think we touched upon a lot of things and that's how i want the podcast to be we got off things a lot but that's how it makes it fun we talked about different things. We talked about like social expectations. We talked about expectations we held for ourselves, for the things we do, and also for our personality, how we want to be seen. I feel those are all valid. And um, if you if you want to like talk more about it, you can always reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is you <laughs> underline omid. And um, if you want to talk to my guests, you can also reach out to me again, and I'll um, I'll set them up, and you can talk to them and like share opinions. And then last note, I want to share the code of the day for this podcast. It is expectations were like fine pottery. The harder you hold them, the more likely they were to crack. It is by Brandon Sanderson, um, the book of The Way of the Kings. And it's a really good book. If you want to, you should definitely check it out. Um, It talks about how to have a more balanced life and to actually how to live like kings. Yeah.
Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you have any feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Also, if you like this episode, please share it with people you think would also like it. And follow the podcast on wherever you get your podcast from. It will help you to see the next episodes coming up.